nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening, beautiful people. Welcome to the Late Show with Isayo Adewemi, live from Lagos, Nigeria. Tonight, we are stepping into the teachers' shoes to suggest practical solutions to real-world problems that teachers face at work. It's classroom case scenarios on the Late Show with Isayo Adewemi. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Colin's Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. With a Slack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. 
Scotland, according to a report in The Guardian, classes are becoming cramped, not only because of larger class sizes, but because pupils are getting bigger. Elaine Paling, a national executive member of the NAS UWT for Buckinghamshire, Milton Keynes and Oxfordshire, said, It's not just the number of pupils in the room, it's also about the increase in size of the pupils themselves. When I look around now, it's not the fact that these rooms have shrunk, it's that the students have grown. In the 1970s, the average teenage boy was shorter, slighter and had smaller feet than today. Now they are crammed into chairs and desks, which are absolutely not suitable for them. And where do they put their feet? In the aisle. A survey released by the Office for National Statistics and the Centre for Statistical Education at Nottingham Trent University found that an average 15-year-old boy at the start of the century at 5 foot 8 inches was around 9 inches taller than someone of his age would have been in 1837. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadine Sahawi, is to announce a new Natural History GCSE. The Department for Education said that the qualification will enable pupils to learn about environmental and sustainability issues. At present, pupils already learn about environmental issues through geography and science, but the government has said that the new course will go further. Mr Sahawi said... Sustainability and climate change are the biggest challenges facing mankind. None of us can be in any doubt just how critical they have become. The new Natural History GCSE will offer young people a chance to develop a deeper knowledge and understanding of this amazing planet, its environment and how to conserve it. The qualification will be available from September 2025. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about improving your skills. I listened to the morning show with Dorian Brown last Friday and he was discussing teachers' tech skills. I'm not here to start a discussion, that's his job. However, this week I investigate, can you get better at tech for free? Is there any CPD out there that doesn't cost a fortune? The answer is yes. There's a lot of online self-paced courses out there and even some supported by bursary funding for cover to get you out of the classroom and trained in school time. So, what did I find? Let's start with free training. Let's face it, the big three companies in EdTech are Apple, Google and Microsoft. So, what do they offer? Apple Teacher is a free professional learning program designed to support and celebrate educators using Apple products for teaching and learning. As an educator, you can build skills on iPad and Mac that directly apply to activities with your students. Earn recognition for new things you learn and be rewarded for the great work you do every day. Sign into the program and work your way through the badges to get your Apple Teacher certificate. Google for Education offer a free training for educators. Courses range from beginner to advanced and there's also lots of courses on getting the most out of devices such as Chromebooks. They also have a certified program consisting of educator level 1 and level 2. All resources are free but if you want certification it's done through a paid exam. You can also go on to be a certified trainer, innovator and coach. 
Microsoft Educator Center offers hundreds of free online self-paced courses for educators. All have a certificate attached and a badge that can be shared. There is also a dedicated educator pathway to become an innovative educator, trainer and expert. All of these are free. If you want to fine-tune a particular skill, there's loads of free training providers out there too. For example, Coursera is an online self-paced course platform that offers free training. If you want a certificate, you'll need to pay, but lots of courses are free and if you don't need proof of completion, go for it. Finally, there's lots of different hubs out there to provide bursary-funded CPD for schools, computing, maths, English and MFL to name a few. A great way to find out what's on offer is to contact your local teaching school hub as they will know what is available in your area. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. So I am excited to have my sensational guest teacher, Adeshala from UC, who will be sharing the scenarios with us tonight. And of course, you all ever attentive listeners contributing through your comments. Previously on the show, we came up with practical solutions to the problem of consistent lead learnings and low engagements that Ms. Chioma and Ms. Sodik were facing respectively. Here's a quick review of what our listeners contributed. Victoria Anuma Shaun from Surulere, Lagos, Nigeria said that if she was the teacher, she would assist Femi in developing a study plan so that he can meet up with assignment deadline better. Mr. Shotande from Open State, Nigeria said that Ms. Sodik's case can be described as the case, meaning I don't understand anything from the beginning and it's a common problem. He suggested that good teachers should redesign their lesson and make them relatable. Veronica Idoro from Ikorudu, Lagos, Nigeria, mentioned that she has learners who are professional photocopiers when it comes to assignments. I think I can relate to that. She said that this group of learners submits the same answers because they copy one another. Ralph from Education District 4, Lagos, said that feminists to first of all understand the essence of assignment and that it is to reinforce learning. How much can you take as a teacher? If you were the teacher, what will you do? Just listen to the case scenario and tell us what you would do if you were in this teacher's shoes. Thank you once again for being with us, Adeshala. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. I, I had a great time in the last show where we stepped into the shoes of Miss um, Choma and Miss Sodik. And um, this week, we'll be taking a look at um, Mr. Tade's classroom, Mr. Tade's English studies classroom. So Mr. Tade has this male student who finds joy in answering questions in class, but mostly the answers he gives are um, violence inclined. And these answers tend to disrupt the class. Mr. Tade once asked him to make a sentence with every day and um, it came up with every day I smoke weed. 
Mr. Tadet told him to make a sentence with a preposition. He says, I sleep with her every night. So I want you to put yourself in Mr. Tadet's shoes and let us know what you would do if you were Mr. Tadi. My goodness. <laughs> hmm. uh, I think I can relate with Mr. Tadi in a way because we have learners like that who just like to be the center of attraction. From the answers, being an English studies teacher, from the answers that he gave, uh, you would see that they are actually correct. They're actually correct. It's just intentionally choosing to answer it in a way that makes him feel important, makes him feel like the center of attraction in the class. I think this is quite a funny scenario. You know, when you look at it and look at the suggestions that um, Mr. Tadi's students um, came up with, the answers he came up with. And so I think that um, many things can cause a student to provide violent inclined answers that disrupt classrooms and so as um, a teacher there should be or there are a couple of ways to deal with situations like this depending on the severity so i think the student might be natural the student might be naturally mischievous or naughty or it could just be that he is testing the teacher's limits this happens mostly when the teacher is new, you know. The student's motive could be to test the teacher's reactions to such answers, to such scenarios. What would that teacher even do or say at that moment? To what extent can he disrupt the class or provoke the teacher? Or how is the teacher going to deal with that situation? So the student might be giving such answers um, to step on the teacher's toes or even to feel fly because we know that, we know for a fact that Answering questions is one way for um, students to shine in a learning um, environment. So depending on the context, the context will determine the teacher's reaction. But if we also take it from another angle, what if um, the violent answers that Mr. Tadi's students give are a reflection of um, of, his, of the student's reality. What if um, he smokes weed every day, or in this case, gambles after school, or, um, or he sleeps with her every night? The teacher has, I think at this point now, the teacher has to invite the students in question over to the staff room to ask questions. Now, questions about him, his parents, who he lives with, the environment he finds himself, um, some of the challenges he might be going through, because we might just think, oh, this learner is mischievous, or this learner is naughty, but what if that's not what it is? What if that's just who the learner is? What if his answers are um, a reflection of what he goes through or what he does on a daily basis? So from asking such questions, I'm sure the teacher will get answers and would be led to the next line of action. So the next line of action here now could be, are you asking him, are you requesting that he signs up for um, um, counseling sessions or is he inviting his guardian? Because we might be thinking, sometimes we might think that these answers are just not the answers, but we know at this Especially now, they have a lot going through their mind. 
in developed countries, we even notice that um, teachers don't take it lightly when students display the smallest hint of violence in classrooms. And so they get to, they try to get to the roof. So the teacher can um, get, Mr. Tade can get a student to sign up for counseling classes or even invite his guardian just to know what exactly is um, mm, causing of these violence-related answers. But then again, I think if it's just um, a situation whereby the student seems to be naughty or is trying to feel fly, the teacher in question might want to just counter the issue head on in the classroom by um, separating that said student, by cautioning him and um, giving him, probably giving a sound warning, then carrying on with the classroom. So in, at that point, you have made him to understand that statements like that are unacceptable in the class and can come with his own consequences. Of course, the answer is right, but the, um, the, the, um, the scenario, the situation whereby it's given that, that surrounds those answers are inappropriate for classrooms. And so actions or answers like that need to be corrected immediately so that the student in particular and even other students can clearly see the teacher's stance. Yeah, thank you so much for that explanation. You've said a couple of things that um, I'd like to look in, I'd like us to look into further. You mentioned that one of the reasons um, why this learner in question would give such answers might be a reflection of his background, his home, you know, and um, it's an opportunity for the teacher to, you know, come in and help because it is either a, the kind of movies is seen or the kind of adults around him, what they do, what is watching them do, or what is he, what he is already practicing. And now yes. this learner is not even, um, he doesn't even see anything wrong in using it as an example in class, you know, in, to the teacher, you, you can understand. So we need to, the teacher need, does, must make sure not to just laugh over it or just um, discipline the, the learner. No. What if it is, what if we have a teacher that he has, but the learner has probably found indulging in something like that. What if that's the case? <laughs> okay. Because you know, so it, what we if have it's like mm -hmm. it's a form of sarcasm. Exactly. You know, because it's a small world, and you know, in a place like Lagos, where um, it, it's it, the city is is large in terms of the population where you could be living in the next compound to your learner's um, house. And you're living, so, you're living on the same streets with your learner. And then you don't know that this learner has been seeing you, your movements. Thank you. you know, do you understand? So you are you are um, holier than thou in the, in the school, or you are something else on the streets. And you don't know that this learner has been seeing you. So let's talk about that. What, what about that? I, <laughs> and in this case, it might not even be that just that learner. You know, when a learner says such a thing, I'm sure he must have told his other peers, he won't have, before he comes 
out there to give it as an example. It, they would have discussed it amongst each other. And uh, you know that I saw so, so teacher at so place before, <laughs> and 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 yeah, now it's coming up like it's trying. It's bringing up bringing up in the classroom to make the teacher aware that he's aware of his um. See, I, his I, I know your ways. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't come to class and start um, showing off as the uh, the best person with the best behavior. Don't come to class. Oh, don't even come to the assembly ground on duty and tell us um, not to branch, to go and gamble or to you go understand. and play. How different are you from us? Exactly. It, it speaks a lot about... Um, the behavior of the teacher, even outside the school environment. The moment uh, you are in that position of being a teacher, you have to be of your best behavior, even outside the classroom, because you don't know where you meet your learners, or you don't even know where you meet people that know the people that know your learners, one way or the other. You have become a, a model, a role model that people are looking out, looking, people are looking up to, people are seeing you as an example, as a good example in the environment. You know, even other people exactly. that know that you are a teacher would see you uh, see you behaving in some type of way and they'll be wondering, ah, is this the kind of teachers we have in our society? So I'm just I'm just trying to look at it from a different perspective and not just different angle. You know, and not just the learner. You are actually right in um many ways because I I know of some teachers that have this mentality that it's once they they are done teaching in the classroom they are done. They get their what what the things they cannot even they might not be able to do in a school environment once they are done teaching and everybody has gone home after close of school they are themselves you get they don't owe anybody anything that they're not being paid in their in, free time in so other they, words they teacher don't... mode deactivated uh, outside school teacher <laughs> mode deactivated <laughs> street street mode activated street mode activated <laughs> oh my god so i totally i i totally understand that so now let's come back to looking at it from the learner's perspective. Um, okay. This learner has probably been exposed. And um, most, of, most of the examples, remember that learners will give examples based on, based on their experiences, based on what they can relate yeah. to. The last, the last show, we talked about how you should prepare your lesson, tailor your lesson and your assignments to be relatable. So now, this learner has given you an answer that relates with what he, he experiences or what he sees that is happening in his neighborhood. And it's not just once, it's not just twice that is answering like this. So you have, as, as a teacher, you have, you have recognized the fact that this guy, that this learner has a pattern of answering using violent uh, examples or, you know, sexually uh, offensive examples. So you need to understand that mm. this learner might have been exposed. And since you use the example, I speak with that every day, it means that the learner is male, which is 
Okay, yes. yes. Even a male student. Yes, so it means a male student. And it means that uh, he has, he might have tried out a lot of things like smoking, Pants. you know, like um, gambling. Gambling. These days, you will find learners gambling in, in, during school hours. In the classrooms. Yes, yes, even in the classroom. They use all sorts of things to gamble. And so these are their experiences. And that's why. They give this kind of example. So Mr. Tade should not be quick to react. But at the same time, like you said, he must address it immediately in the class so that other yes, learners do not think that they can also take Mr. Tade for a ride. Uh -huh. Yes, he must yes. address the, it. His stance yes. has to be clearly displayed in yes. the classroom. Yes, yes, yes. And like immediately, must not give them for everybody laughing, another learner raising something else. Because before mm. you know it, yes, mm -hmm. learners will begin to give similar answers to um, Mr. Exactly. Tadi's students. Exactly. Um, of violent inclined answers. Yes. So will be more, because if Mr. Mr. Tadi does not um, um, counter the issue head on immediately, they'll mm -hmm. think it's okay, it's all right to give such answers. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the moment the learner gives that kind of answer again, Mr. Tade should address it immediately and let the learner know that he has given a correct sentence. You, may, you should remember, Mr. Tade should remember that the answers the learner gives within, they are correct, meaning that the learner understands the question, the learner what probably understands yeah. the lesson. So it does not mean that Tatadi mm -hmm. is not teaching well. Tatadi should not take well. it personally. You shouldn't take it so personally and you know start using abusive words on him, mm -mm, on the learner. No. Instead, Tatadi should acknowledge, first of all, that the answer the learner has given is correct. However, there could be more, you know decent, there could be more answers in a decent context. Or more appropriate answers. Yeah. Yes, in a decent context. context you understand? And yeah. even pos if possible, if there's more time, use that opportunity to, you know, pause the class and talk about what uh, the kind of context that this learner has given his answers. Let the class know, just give a, a, a short address on you know, smoking and um, um, premarital uh, sex. Do you understand? So he, he yeah. said that they should use that as an opportunity to speak to the conscience of his learners because oh, at, the the end of the day, at the end of the day, like they always say, the teacher wears a lot of hats. I mean, you can't continue mm. saying that you are here to, to teach English and then you are teaching English and it's like you're pouring water into a basket and water is just, you know, it's, it's not storing because of the way the basket is. So you need to first of all address um, the, the, the issue of the basket having so many holes leaking out, it's causing the water to leak out, then you can now pour water. So as often as you realize any loophole or any hole, sort of in these learners as you interact with them, try to address it. Try to address it, okay. yes, in the course of your lesson. Yeah. 
Any any so other while, perspective? Yeah. When, as Mr. Sade addresses issues, you know, one of um, the points I gave was that he could um, get um, his male student to sign up for counseling yes. um, sessions. And yes. this brings me to ask this question. How functional are um, the counseling? How functional is the counseling unit in our schools, especially the, in the public schools? Mm. How will Mr. Tade's Tade students really go to the counselor's office and open up mm. to mm. Mr. Um, to the counselor? How functional is the unit in our public schools? Exactly. Even in private schools. You know, how, yes, yes, schools generally, especially yes, our public schools. Yes, yes. How how open is the counselor's office? You know, how welcoming is the counselor's office that the learner would, would willingly open up and talk to a counselor? Do you understand? How mm -hmm. how many do we do we even still have counselors? Do we still have school counselors? counselors? Because I know in the public school <laughs> setting, the, the school counselors are so overworked that they have to do, they have to teach, they, they, they are giving lesson periods so at the same time they have to counsel. So And they are also in charge of registration of students. Exactly. So, what, so there's a lot on their plate. Exactly. So how how functional, how open, how approachable is the counselor and the counselor's office in general for this kind of learner to be attended to. And it will, you will be shocked that he's just representing a group of other learners like him. Maybe those ones are not just, uh, don't just have the audacity to give answers like Or the that. courage to speak up. Do you understand? Yes. They don't have the audacity to give uh -huh. such kind of uh, answers that that showcase what they do outside the school. Do you understand? So, yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Lee should understand that it's not just that learner. And when he's addressing that learner, he should understand that he's also addressing he, the other members of the group. So yes, exactly. They are also careful. watching and listening at that point. Yes, yes. So he has to be very, 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 very careful about the way he addresses this learner every time. We have said that he should not take it personally. He mm -hmm. should make sure that he addresses the he acknowledges that the answer is right. However, there could be more. And decent and appropriate context in which could have given those answers. Then you can also take a minute to address the context in which the answer was given. It's about premarital sex and um, you know smoking. Okay. No, knowing that they are even underage, apart from the fact that mm -hmm. they are, um, um, the fact that. Smokers, you know, those who smoke, they like affect the on their health. They, they are also underage, you know, and then he needs to address this before continuing the lesson. And um, he should do, Saturday should also make sure that the learners has a session with the school counselor, not neglecting 
the involvement of the learner's parents too to lessen these so I think that's pretty much the things we have mentioned, the things we have discussed. Is there any other thing that you'd like to include? Okay, so I just think in some total, Mr. Tadi must be able to look beyond the surface mm. in order to find a lasting solution to mm. violent implied answers in true. the classroom. True, true. So that's why it's very important for um, teachers to be innovative. Innov innovation uh -huh. doesn't only have to do with technology. And um, like someone said, being a 21st century teacher does not only have to do with technology. It's not just about knowing how to use technology. You must be emotionally intelligent. You know, you, yes. must, you must have good communication skills because the, this learner obviously needs to learn good communication skills. You are even teaching English studies. So now he needs to know that when he's contributing in public, when he's, uh, when he's involved in a public discussion, um, even in the digital space, he needs to understand that there are some inappropriate contexts that he should not be contributing with, you know, that he should not be communicating with, that there are some context in which he should not give um, views to air his views, you know? He needs to understand that, and it's, it's part of the 21st century skills, you know? Uh, same thing mm -hmm. applies with emotional intelligence. So being a 21st century teacher, I'm saying it again, it's, it's not just about technology. There are so many other 21st century skills that you need to instill in these learners as you teach them. So it's not just about exactly. using technology to deliver a lesson in English to this classroom. Yes, I think as a teacher too, you must be able to wear your thinking cap very fast. Yes, 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 you must not um, give room. Imagine Mr. Tadi laughing when, he, when the mm. learner gives, imagine also yeah, at that point, he would have passed the wrong message to his learners. Yes, no. Imagine, and I know it's very tempting to laugh because every everybody in the class will be laughing. And then before exactly. you know it, at that if, point. Yes, now before you know it, you may be not to take it personally. You you now join the learners to laugh. How I know it can be very difficult, you know, because you are a yes, human being. Yeah, human being. <laughs> so you, you you are trying to keep your uh, keep a straight face, you know, address the learner, still be on point with your with the, with the topic you're you are teaching and still not take it personally, like st still not um, abuse the learner or use any swear words on the learner. It's a whole, it's a lot, it's a lot to, to handle, but um, I believe that Mr. Tade will be able to, and any other Mr. Tade that or any other teacher that is in you know, Mr. Tade's shoes, I believe that with, um, um, with time, we'll be able to handle such situations. So I believe our guest has another scenario for us. So we are going to take a break and we'll be right back with the second scenario. 
This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Colin's Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. Welcome back. And um, if you're just joining us, this is The Late Show with Visayo Adewoli, live from Lagos, Nigeria. And I am still with my amazing guest teacher, Adeshala from UC. And we have been looking at a classroom scenario. We have just addressed one with the learner's excesses and now we're looking at another scenario that our guest is going to share with us this one has to do with the admin's excesses uh, and i can't wait to hear it over to you man all right so for our next scenario we'll be stepping into the shoes of mrs beatrice Mrs. Beatrice um, is a newly inducted teacher teaching in a private school. So from what we have here, Mrs. Beatrice carries out her duties, but most times she's met with strong opposition from um, one of the admin officers in the school she works in. Uh, the admin officer, the said admin officer interrupts her classes and sometimes makes offensive comments while she's teaching. And so this is begin, beginning to weigh down on Miss Beatrice. 
Mrs. Beatrice. So if you were Mrs. Beatrice, what would you do? Hmm, I believe, uh, I think that many newly employed teachers can relate with this. Especially the ones that are lucky to have found themselves in a toxic work environment. It's, this scenario reminds me of um, my first experience teaching. I, I had to face an admin that kind of saw me as a competition. You know, despite the fact that our work uh, were far apart, our job descriptions were far, far apart, nothing close. But one way or the other, I don't know. The admin just saw me as a competition. And so she was always on my tail, checking, looking for my faults. So instead of an admin to be a support system, I found the admin to be a fault finder. And so I'm, I'm always pressured when, when I come to work. I'm always, I'm always pressured. I'm always tensed up just to make sure that I'm doing something right. Yet, there will always be a fault. She will always she will still find a fault. So um, in this case, what do you think this newly employed can do? What, what, are, the, um, what are the situations surrounding this? And what do you think this newly employed teacher can do? I know the first thing, uh, the first instinct is to just leave you know, resign or something. That's what most people would probably do. But how many, uh, how many places of work or how many schools do you want to leave or resign from? Because you definitely you always meet, in, at every workplace, you always meet somebody, somebody like that. And it just depends on how you want to manage them. So would like to hear from you. All right, thank you so much. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to put myself in Miss Beatrice's um, shoes right now. And <laughs> I can imagine how um, dissatisfied, how dissatisfied I would be with um, the admin's officer's actions. I mean, it's not a bad, a bad thing to inspect a teacher's classroom or teaching, especially if the teacher is new, but it should not be at the detriment of the learning process. And sometimes I wonder why admin officers like to exert the same unnecessary authority. Well, I've had my own fair share too. So even if you decide to monitor a classroom, why not just do it intelligibly and not in a manner that would weigh the teacher down? So if I was Miss Beatrice, I would seek audience with this admin officer and politely express my dissatisfaction because I would try to explain to her that actions are disrupting the learning process. You can't just come to a lesson and make offensive statements. And trust me, these learners are even reading me to it. So if at all the admin officer, let's say the admin officer is actually seeing faults that Ms. Beatrice has to correct, if she has like any comments or suggestions, wouldn't, wouldn't it be better if she relates them to um, Ms. Beatrice privately after that lesson or after the close of the day or something? And that way it's a plus for everybody. It doesn't 
um, diminish the um, this um, the confidence of Miss Beatrice. And no, so even if you take this narrow outside um, out, out of a classroom to another working situation, how do you expect your employee to carry out his or her duties effectively if you are always in his business, if you are always um, posing as a threat? I don't know if you. I get you. I'm sure. Because at the end of the day, you realize that the unemployee, the employee will be unproductive. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, if your employer does not care about a conducive environment, if it doesn't, if your employer does not create a conducive and favorable um, environment for you, you will not, you, you will be under pressure at every time, you will not even deliver your best. Yes. So if indeed the admin officer is after the best interest of the learners, mm -hmm. she'll be more considerate with um, our comments and suggestions. Mm -hmm. And then she, the admin is, is quite unprofessional and the admin should even be the one um, um, being, what should I call it now? She should be the one being, being questioned, you know, she should face some disciplinary action. Because how can you decide to correct a teacher in the middle of a class, in front of learners? You know, first of all, you are going to disrupt the lesson, like you said. And then what kind of behavior are you modeling to the learners? That it's okay to be rude, even when you have your reasons. That it's okay to talk down on someone who even when you have um, when you have placed the authority to be able to supervise that person or when you have when you are in a higher authority over that person and then who even says that um admins uh have the they are the lord and master over teachers you know uh -huh. because yes because we are two different professionals. We are two different professionals. You, there are so many things. Admins that work in, in, in schools should be made to have classroom experience. Yes, they should be made to have teaching, you know, teaching experience too. They should be made to have experience with this, with um, teaching methodologies so that they would understand what it means to facilitate learning. And so when they come to supervise, when they come to um, inspect or whatever the, the things they do during, um, during the school hours, they will do it professionally and they will do it with understanding. I know that there are, there are some organizations where you cannot just be an admin must have been a teacher first. There are other organizations that just employ them as admin. They don't um, necessarily know the basics. They don't know the fundamentals of teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I agree with what you said. You said that they should, they should also have that classroom experience so that what they expect from um, what they expect teachers to deliver will not be too far from reality. You know, when you are just in your own space and your own company yes, and you are making yes. the orders, mm -hmm. and you don't even know what goes down on the um, forf at the forefront. You know, you just 
make others and you'll be so far from the reality to be so disconnected from reality and i even in this in mrs beach's case this is this admin is just making comments a friend of mine once told me that an admin officer once came into a classroom and took over the entire teaching process and she just she was just sidelined my and god I couldn't but wonder <laughs> My goodness, uh, ah, I can imagine how embarrassing that would have been. That would have been. My God, wow, wow. That reminds me, I, I also remember being in, in a school where the admin who is um, way older than the teacher, you know, walked in. I think she saw something wrong, or like, I think the spelling of a common word the teacher spelled it wrongly okay. on the board. And as soon as the admin saw it from the from outside the class, she entered the class, you know, pushed the teacher's head, like, what's the meaning of this? <laughs> what kind of spelling is this? <laughs> you know, in front of the learners and told her that what that spelled this word, pronounced this word in front of the learners. And, Wow. I mean, I mean, really, the you don't even not... know that to learners. Yes, the, learners the did not come back to um, their school. teacher. The teacher never came back after that day. That was the last day. The teacher is so important. Miss Beatrice, Miss Beatrice, pain. Don't say in the name mm -hmm. of the teaching is a noble profession. Is what I love to do, mm -hmm. and you know, and all mm -hmm. that. If the environment is so toxic that it makes you it's feel not favorable less just, of yourself, yes. because before you know it, these learners are watching and they'll begin to ridicule you too. Before you know it, you start it starts messing with your mental health. And so at the end of the day, so you need to ask yourself, is it worth it? All of this, is it worth it at the end of the day? You can just walk mm -hmm. away. Yes. So if Miss Beatrice consult, okay, I was about to say, so if Miss Beatrice goes to see the admin and expresses a dissatisfaction and she realizes that there is no change, she can decide to walk away. She can decide to walk away because yes. um, she can't keep, um, she can't keep pushing what's not there or what probably the admin does not even see any reason with her. Mm -hmm. she, just, she just has to find better working environment okay but for so every miss beatrice i would like to say that um don't allow any negative or any negativity deter you from um performing your duties mm -hmm. because every miss beatrice out there you know so many miss beatrice can decide to stay or not and so if she's staying she needs every encouragement she can get considering the fact that she's new to the system mm -hmm. it's possible yes. that it's been all theory yeah like exactly practice teaching exactly she has so to, rather the than the teaching being negative yeah the only teaching experience she probably has is just maybe the teaching practice the internship and so the, the more exactly. reason why an admin should you know be be soft you understand that's not that's not yeah, that's not how to give feedback she doesn't she doesn't even need yeah she doesn't even need any form of negativity so if you want to make comments if you want to correct that you can do that after lessons mm -hmm. especially if miss um, beatrice is willing to learn let's, let's even say the admin has a, a wealth of knowledge 
or has a full load of experience. Let's see. You know, after <laughs> lessons. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to you. Okay, then. So the admin, too, I would like to say that please take a chill pill. It's not that hard. <laughs> All this get, 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 get. <laughs> go necessary. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, um, I know that for admin, the, their job description is to ensure that everything is in place. And you know, mm-hmm. probably that's what's making them um, accept this kind of authority and um, power. But they have to understand that if there's pressure, People, I hear people say that I have the ability to work under pressure. May mm. I believe that no one works well under pressure. Do people you'll be able to that in their CVs? Mm-hmm. People say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe you'll be able to deliver more when the working conditions are favorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the admin needs to understand that it is very important to make sure that the work climate is cordial, you know, and not um, all things stop because at the end of the day, this the learners are the they are the um, they are the ones on the receiving end. They are the ones that ends up being affected on the long run because at the end of the day, it affects their learning experience. Look at Miss Beatrice. Look at the kind of um, uh, imagine her sitting at home trying to plan a lesson. And she's just recalling that experience with the admin. Uh-huh. Uh, what, what kind of lesson do you think she would plan? Do you think it would be as beautiful as when she's in the right um, frame of mind? She's coming to school and her heart is beating so fast because, first of all, she's new. It's her first experience. And then there's an admin that is like, I don't know, what should I call her now? Like an it's just all negative. You understand around her. Uh, the admin, the admin needs training. Yes, as much as the newly employed teacher needs training, the admin also needs training. Needs training on how to um, set up a feedback structure for teachers that um, he or she supervises. So, yeah, are there any other perspectives? Then, yeah, I think Miss Beatrice, as a newly employed, it is not an excuse to now be, I'll put it now, to not be up and do, you know, to not be up to the task. If you, if okay. you, yes, if you know the basics, if you understand the basics, if you, if you are doing things right, the admin will find it hard to just interrupt your class anyhow because we have a lot of newly employed that are just paper certified they, they went mm. through yes they went through um, the community of education i can hear your breathing like i can hear the breathing in the earpiece they went through the faculty of education but the faculty of education did not go through them and so they are not too um, they are not so, I'll put it, well uh, grounded in the basics of teaching. So it makes it really easy for, uh, for any admin to just talk to them anyhow. So as a newly employed teacher, you need to, you know, augment what you already know with um, 
some professional training, join a professional learning community, have a personal learning network, try out um, professional de development training courses. There are so many free ones online offered by uh, Microsoft, by Google, and so many other organizations, you know, have a mental teacher. All these things will help so, you. So Ms. Beatrice should be after, okay. Yes, all these things would, would help Ms. Beatrice to be, um, to have a soft landing at, in her first experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you. So um, you are saying that Ms. Um, Beatrice um, should have a lot of enough personal development. That yes. way, the admin will find it difficult to always put interfere in our business. Yes. But I also wanted to, um, I also wanted us to discuss, you know, you mentioned that when you got to one of your first experience with an admin officer was that she always saw you as a competition. Yeah. And from the job descriptions, they are even far apart. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to compete with. So why do, why admin officers like that? Or why, why should an admin officer see um, a teacher as a competition? Well, for me, from my own experience, I think they are like that because um, um, the and, and teachers can become admins. Like teachers can move from the classroom to the boardroom, but you you find it hard to to see an admin eh, that moves from the boardroom to the classroom. In fact. Okay. Yes, because they, they they have to go back to take to have to get a teaching degree, unlike a teacher who is trained in both aspects. Okay. Do you understand? So they know that this teacher that is doing well, this teacher that is you know that is doing well, that is um, pressing all the right buttons. Before you know it, she can replace me if I don't. If I don't, uh, you know, if I don't try to find fault or pick pick up some of the things that she's not doing right, everybody just keeps seeing this teacher as uh, perfect, you know, as a teacher that knows what she's doing, a teacher that is always saving the day, you know. Before you know it, uh. now the admin's role will not be needed anymore. Do you understand? So some of these admins they yeah. intentionally find fault so that they can they can be seen as doing their job, so that they can be seen as uh, as effective, which is not supposed to be the case because the fact that you you don't um, find fault in a teacher does not mean that you have not done your job. Do you understand? And then yeah. I even I even have a question for you know, school leaders, are all admins automatically uh, inspectors? Are they automatically supervisors? Because the fact that, I think we need to define these rules clearly, because the fact that you have an admin that is ensuring the day-to-day -day running of the school, does it mean that this admin uh, is also skilled in supervising uh, classes, Supervising so teaching and learning. Does it also mean that the, the, the admin is also skilled in inspecting, in inspecting a, a class, in inspecting the teaching and learning process? 
No, especially when the admin does not even have um, any educational experience or exactly. background. Exactly. So we need to clearly define those rules because these this are some of the things that causes issues like this. But we're not, um, uh, we're not talking about this for the admin. We are here to, we're not stepping into the admin shoes. We're stepping into the teacher's shoes because you know, a, a, a colleague has just been hit. Shots have just been fired at our <laughs> colleague, and oh, and we are we are going all out to make sure that this uh, Miss Beatrice does not crash. This is not to say that we care less about the admin, no, because um, whether we like it or not, admins we need admins in our schools. We need school admins. Their roles are very important. We just believe that. The, we need to add admins and um, teachers need to start having more friend, friendly relationships. Relation. Yes, we need to start having friendly relationships and to just make the school system function better. I don't know why there's this silent beef that there's all Administ um, admins yes. and. Yes, yes, admin officers and teachers. There's always this silent beef amongst them uh, that, I don't know, our roles are, are different. So I don't think, and we are both important in the system. You understand? We, we need each other uh -huh. in the uh -huh. system. So there's no, there's no point in beefing. Um, one another. So, any other um, perspective you want to look into? Nothing much, but just that um, if at all there should be any criticisms for Miss Beatrice, considering the fact that she's a new teacher, the criticisms should be constructive in the sense that yes. it should be to make her better mm -hmm. and not to wear her down or to make her think that this um, is not for her. Mm -hmm. Not to make her think that teaching is not for her. Exactly. These are part of the reasons why we keep having um, a lot of teachers leaving the system. Sometimes it's not even just the pay. Some leave the system, they, they go to another profession, try out another profession because of this toxic um, workplace. And this toxicity is usually caused by admin, uh, officers uh, is managing and we don't want to keep losing our best minds yes so. we don't want to keep yeah. losing and then other teachers other potential potential teachers coming in that would hear about this Beatrice case will say i would it would even discourage them the more that ah, i cannot allow this to happen to me in front of learners uh, no i heard this is how they behave this is how they treat teachers let me just go for something else so, even your learners are reading meaning to this, and at this point, they can even decide, Oh, I don't want to be a teacher because I can't exactly that's can't what they will remember. I can't let anybody, yes, anybody treat me this way, yes. So, what yes. that's that's I said, if really the admin officer is after the best interest of our learn of the students, she wouldn't um make offensive comments in classroom, mm -hmm. rather, she would do that privately or. Whichever way she's doing sweet. Yes, because not in the uh, presence of the learners. Yes, she needs to, the admin needs to know that these learners 
uh, at the end of the day, it will also affect the way they relate with Miss Beatrice. They will begin to, they can begin to play um, on the fact that this admin is always um, talking to Miss Beatrice anyhow. So they, they will not see, they might not see Miss Beatrice as someone to respect. They will not see Miss Beatrice as, as someone to, you know, obey because the, the learners, you know, innocently, they, begin, they might begin to see Miss Beatrice as um, someone that they can just ridicule, someone that they can just ignore, you know, during the class while she's teaching, you know. So it, it's so many things, so many things. Imagine just one person's behavior. Look at the ripple effects all around from the learner right. to, to the other teachers in the society. To, so it goes beyond affecting his beaches. So every, for every uh, admin listening, please, um, maybe training should be organized for admin officers, it's enough of uh, this focus on only teachers, teachers, teachers. Teachers are not the only ones that make up the system. And um, mm -hmm. if you keep if you keep um, trying to fix the system by focusing on teachers alone, focusing on teachers in isolation, you there's only there's only little that can be done. There's only the, the change will not, the impact will not be significant. But when you look at, when you have, a, when you take a holistic approach to fixing the system, by not just training and retraining teachers, but also training and retraining administrators, admin officers, um, inspectors, supervisors. Imagine Ms. Beatrice as a newly employed teacher coming when, with all the, latest and updated uh, teaching methods, you know, teaching theories. And then an admin that the last time the, the admin was ever exposed to uh, latest teaching practices was probably in the 19th century. How do you think that admin is going to supervise my speeches? You know, I remember there was a time when I just, uh, uh, started teaching in, in public school. There was a time that I was using my phone in class um, to teach, and I remember that one of the um, uh, inspectors or one of the admins that supervised my class frowned at it. I also remember one of my colleagues complaining then that he took his phone to class to teach. He was teaching in business studies. Took his phone to Class to teach business studies, and so that they can show the learners the, uh, the latest, uh, the updates in, uh, I think, in office practices and office equipment and the, and the likes. And is uh, a senior teacher who was even seven in the place of an admin now, walked into the class and told him to keep his phone during the class. So. Not that after the class or anything, you know, you can imagine. So, what if that's the case between Miss Beatrice and this admin? What if Miss Beatrice is coming in with updated teaching methodologies, you know, like um, using inquiry based learning? What the, what the admin knows is um, the traditional 
method of teaching traditional method you lecture know? method yes yeah, so so the, the admin would always have issues with uh, our teaching method so let's if if we keep training and retraining teachers the the impact will not be that significant time. yes so if exactly. we're training and retraining teachers we should train and retrain admin administrative officers Officer. school administrators so that there can be a, a, um, a significant change, yes, a significant impact in the development of the improvement of the school system. Thank you so much, Adishala family. This is always an interesting time with your scenarios. And uh, even as a pre-service teacher, the, the experiences that you have gathered, in fact, some people, some teachers that are already in service have not even experienced as much as what you have. And I'm I'm happy Thank that you. yeah, I'm happy that yeah, you can come to the you can join us on the show um, every Tuesday to share so that we can learn from it. And I can't wait to have you in the service and you know, yeah, of the great exploits that you'll be doing. And um, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your scenarios and your contribution. We hope that our Thank listeners have learned something. And uh, like I, I like to say, we'll keep getting better to make education better. Better. Yes. yes. Thank you so much, Adi. Shalah family. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, listeners, for being on the show till this time. Have a beautiful and a lovely night's rest. You have been live on the late show with Isayo Adewodi and my guest teacher Adeshola Famidusi from Lagos, Nigeria. Have a good night. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.